This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I've got a question for you. Yes. Uh, how can something that was always so special, um, something that generated such nationwide reverence, morph into something so divisive mm. and now so benign? Mm. How does overthinking? How and I'm talking about baseball's Hall of Fame. Yeah. How does Major League Baseball allow this to happen? I know the way the voting is set up, mm-hmm. and until that's overhauled, we're going to get this stupidity year in and year out. Personal agendas, political agendas, whatever. It's a mess. We've known this for years, right? And for years, racist agendas. It, it's just it's it's so flawed. It's pathetic. But I don't know how nobody, and I mean the commissioner. How do you not like on some level intervene to attempt to overhaul this entire thing? But if you thing? were a commissioner, it's a joke. What, what, if you were a commissioner, what would you do? Like, how would you address this? Because I know part of it. Well, it's interesting because now we see these peer committees. Like that's how Fred McGriff gets in, right? You see these peer committees becoming part of the process. Those are interesting because is, those carry some weight with me. Yeah, it does. They do. And I think, I th- is there a representative on the NFL? Uh, you know the voters list. I can't. I, it's so secretive. The NFL Hall of Fame, how it all what goes down. I don't know how that works. There's a representative from every team. There's a couple of at large, you know, members of the voting committee. But I, I kind of feel like the NFL players they they have a say. You hear them talking about it often. Um, the guys that are in um, about the guys that are potentially going in. But I mean, it, in baseball, because it's such a nuanced sport and Obviously, you got to hit some milestones, but I think the players know who the best players are in baseball. Whereas in football, you can even if you don't watch a game, you can kind of just extrapolate who the best players are. Yeah. Say for the offensive linemen and stuff, like you can you can just kind of tell. Production matters, and so it's it's almost more objective. Whereas in baseball, it feels like it's getting very subjective, and not in a good way. No, clearly, um, you asked me to start that. You know, if I was a commissioner, what would I would do? I think I would start by being transparent and saying, all right, listen, <laughs> I'm well aware of the inconsistency. Sit down with whomever you want. Sit down with Bob Costas. Bob mm-hmm. Costas is generally thought to be, you know, the the leading baseball voice historically. Can you, you without look it up? It can take what Onus Wagner, Batten, yeah. whatever. Like, uh, go with Bob Costas yep. if you want, right? Sit down and be unfiltered and look us in the eye and say, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. 
And because it's such a mess as the commissioner, and I know it's a museum and there's there's different checkpoints. I'm not saying it's easy, but at least if you present to us, you know what? We've got to right some wrongs here. And Pete Rose is now in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And Roger Clemens is and I don't I'm not saying this just to get back into this conversation. I don't want to even have a conversation about A Rod. That's yeah, not the it's, point. It's just tiring. It's just about fixing this to some extent because the the inconsistencies are are a joke. It's become maddening. I used to love this. I don't even care who the hell gets in anymore. It doesn't matter to me. And, you know, but it, <laughs> on, on a visceral level, it I'll doesn't ca- matter I'll to I'll me. I'll care one, one more time. That's when CeCe gets in. When Other CeCe that, gets in. I don't care. I mean, it, 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 let me just, it doesn't, I don't react viscerally the way I once did. But as I sit back and, and compartmentalize all the different things about the sport and all the conversations I've had and the things that, at my core, I still do care about, you know, how does how's anybody going to tell me Scott Rowland's more important to baseball than Thurman Munson? Are you out of your mind? Mm-hmm. Thurman Munson was the captain on a back-to-back championship team and died in a plane crash in, in, at, just at the tail end of his prime. What are you, are you are you are you serious? Yeah. Don Mattingly was a modern Stan Musial before he hurt his back, and Scott Rowland's in. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. It really is. I'm just losing so much respect. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And interest. It's hard. I think that's the bigger thing. I, I, until I think Hoff said came in on Monday or was it Tuesday? Yesterday it said this. Oh, we'll find out about the baseball. I think it was yesterday. Hoff comes in and says, "Oh, we'll find out the, about the baseball Hall of Fame." Like you maybe knew kind mm. of intuitively because it's just it's just ingrained in your head timing wise. Yeah. Oh, about the time we get to this point in the year, it's gonna. Ha-. I had zero idea. It, it was not even in my in my mental radar. That we were going to find out about the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday. Well, to that point, Tiki says to me off air, Rondé's going to probably find out if he's going to get in the Hall of Fame yesterday. <laughs> no, no, this week. This I week, mean, this, this week. This week. This week. Do you point. even mention the Baseball <laughs> Hall of I know, Fame? I and I, I'm like, wait, wait, does he think Rondé played baseball? I'm like, you, 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 I was reading something. I, I, you confused me. I'm like, oh, yeah, nice, nice, nice. So, by the way, did he find out yet? No, he has not no, found no. out yet. But when we'll he find finds out, out, will you tell me? Of course, off the I record. Will. I did. Yes, I did last I'll year. Say too. off the record, though. At, off the record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. You'll because, tell me, but because, I, I, because I will not we tell won't anybody. know. Like we can't say it until the NFL says it, basically. Yeah. But you'll know. Yeah, you'll know when I know. Exactly. So we'll come up with some codes so the audience yeah. will then know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen exclusively to Tiki and Tierney. That's right. Who made NFL Hall of Fame? I love baseball. I don't love this stuff. I know it's like beating this to a bloody pole, beating a dead horse. I understand that, but man, oh man, it's just. It's comical how it just continues to erode more and more you, and more. You used the perfect word when you first brought it up. Irrelevant. Yeah. But not only not irrelevant. The, not the Hall of Fame. No, but no. this process as it's going on and what it currently looks like, it's irrelevant. Yes, and to measure the impact of the growing irrelevance, you have to incorporate just how revered it once was. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's things that are irrelevant that never really mattered that much. It's the Baseball Hall of Fame, which I know means more to me than others. I get that. I know it's an age thing. It's maybe a demographic thing or where you grew up and, you know, read you. I get all that. Yeah, or whether or not you even played the game. Whether or not you played the game, for sure. understand it intuitively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always carried the cross for the Hall of Fame more than the average person. So I'm not trying to bore everybody to tears with this minutia. But just that's why I give you one swooping broad stroke. It's just a joke. That's it. I'm done. I'm done ranting. It's really, I, I don't even care anymore about the whole, you know, I mean, Mattingly Hernandez didn't get in last year. What are we doing? I mean, Harold Baines is in. Scott Rowland's in. What the hell is going on? Yeah. All right, let's get back to the phones here, Teak. 877-337-6666. Um, let's get to uh, Joe and Eastchester. Joe's on the fan with Tiki and Tierney. What's up, Joe? Hey, how you guys doing? 
Hey, Joe. What's happening? Oh, not much. I really, uh, real quick before I get started, I, I just want to mention that I met Kiki at a at a wedding years ago, and I I whipped out my son's uh, twenty one jersey, and he graciously signed it. You were such a gentleman that night, and so I uh, just wanted to mention that. Great. My pleasure. Uh, now wait, hold on. Did you hear that? Too? Wait, let me get some details. You heard Tiki was going to be at the wedding, and you packed your son's jersey. <laughs> Is that what you did? <laughs> no, I was a guest there too. <laughs> but how did you have a jersey at a wedding? Because I'm friends with the, the bride and groom, so you know. Okay. Oh, yeah. so he so he yeah. knew is what I'm saying. Yeah. So he brought the jersey, <laughs> knowing I was going to be there. I didn't mind. Yeah, I know you didn't mind because you're a good guy, Joe. A little bit of a corny <laughs> move, though. Leave Tiki alone, will you? It's all good. Joe. It was kind of corny, but listen, I waited for someone else to ask first. <laughs> <laughs> then you hopped in. I got you. Yeah. What's I'm up, just Joe? kidding, by so the listen, way, buddy. Go ahead. Thank you. Listen, uh, getting back to DJ for a second. I mean, I think Jones has the highest uh, upside potential of any quarterback. And you touched on it earlier. And, and BT, you mentioned, you said if they didn't have uh, Andrew Thomas, they might be the worst offensive line. Well, with him, the, the Giants have the 30th ranked offensive line anyway. So, you know, you're, 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 I mean, and he was and, all and, pro. Yeah. He was a second team all second pro. Team. That's, that's saying a exactly. lot. Exactly. He said, so, yeah, and, and here's the other thing. People don't realize. A lot of people, it's all about the quarterback, quarterback. Quarterback. And, and when he was drafted, his rookie year, you know, everyone said, hey, he had a pretty good rookie year, you know, 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. Yep. In his rookie year, the offensive line was ranked 17th. It was like middle of the pack. Since then, it's been ranked 31st, 30th, and again, 30th. So, you know, uh, Tiki mentioned, you know, how, how great his offensive line was. And once that, yeah. that happened, course, all you have to do, I don't want to take anything away uh, from uh, Jalen Hurts. But if you watch that game, especially uh, from the plays from behind the quarterbacks, uh, you know, over the shoulder, that yep. view. Yep. Don't the- look at the running back. Don't look at the receivers. Don't look at the court. Look at the offensive line. They're pushing people. Out. And the Giants had a, have a you know, they're a healthy, had a healthy defensive line. that They did nothing that day. Yeah. The offensive line pushed people out of the way all day. By the way, the same thing can be said about the San Francisco 49ers. Appreciate your call, Joe. Um, the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy. Right? Trent Williams is great. You know They got a young kid, and, and Spencer Burford has been fantastic. McGlinchey. Yeah, but he, uh, did you see McGlinchey yeah, get all uh, by Parsons? Wow. Sure, yeah, but Parsons is special. <laughs> I mean, I but that was. Yeah. Yeah, Parsons is special. Yeah. McGlinchey's solid. But, but boy, oh boy. But for the most part, this season, up. I know. And Parsons is not a big. That's kid. why I'm saying it. That was that was maybe the most awesome I thing I saw actually, all week. I think he's actually bigger than he looks. It's because he wears number eleven. He looks littler. Slims him out. It just it slims. It just it just makes him look like a linebacker as opposed see. to. Well, what do you what do you think McGlinchey weighs? Three twelve. He's, he's got to be at least three twenty. Parsons is two forty five. No, it's only three ten. All right, Mike McGlinchey. It's a big difference. It is a big difference. But he just he just. I don't know. He looks smaller, and I think he's just explosive. Any, anyways, my point is, the 49ers' offensive line is really good, right? So is the Eagles' offensive line. The Bengals, who who had a banged-up offensive line, the reason they beat the Bills, because the offensive line dominated the Bills. It's it's like when you – there's a common theme when you look at the teams that are still standing uh, in, the, in the championship games. They have really good offensive lines. The one that might – have leave a little bit to be desired, but not that much. Is the is the Kansas City Chiefs, but they've they've actually been pretty good this year, um, despite a couple of years where they were where they were pretty bad. So it's it. I mean, it's it's boring and it's it's kind of cliche ish and it's 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 not fun to talk about. But Joe was right. 
You got to build the offensive line, man. Mm-hmm. Let's get Ronnie in Metuchen, New Jersey. What's going on, Ronnie? You're on with Tiki and Tierney. How are you? Hey, BT, Tiki. How you guys doing today? We're good. What's happening? Hey, Ron. Not much, man. I, well, I was calling uh, 12 Giants or baseball. I mean, what do you want to talk well, about? Well, no, no. What do you want to talk about? Whatever you're most passionate about. Exactly. Hit it. Well, uh, well, I originally called, you know, we were talking Giants and salary cap and stuff. All and, right, so hit us with know, baseball then. What you got for the Hall of Fame? But make sure you make sure you care about it. Go oh, ahead. Oh, of course I care about it. I'm a no. Mets fan there, BT. And, gotcha. You know, I see stuff going got in. Like, hey, I'm happy for the guy and stuff and everything. But, you know, uh, what about David Wright? Is he getting in? See, that's what's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, David Wright on yeah. his absolute best day was, in my opinion, no question better than Scott Rowland. Just as good as Roland, I would no, say. No, not better. I thought he was not better. Roland better with the leather, and Wright was good with the leather. I mean, Roland was great with the leather. David Wright, a better hitter. Better hitter. That's what Stole I mean. bases. I mean, uh, David, David Wright was a star. David Wright played less games, though. I I understand that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but he was he was top 10 finishes in the MVP. We were talking about Roland only been in top 13 once. That's not even it's not even a stat. Yeah, I know. Top, top, top 13. 13, whatever. So whatever. About an arbitrary yeah. point of reference. Yeah, David Wright was in it uh, yeah. was in it once at least. So yeah. and he just I don't know, maybe maybe because how many times Hoff? What? Four four times he was a top 10 MVP. Well, there you go. Oh, four David times Wright was 10. a superstar. I love it. Yeah, but then, then he comes back. Appreciate your call, Ronnie. I mean, David Wright was. I love David. David Wright was awesome. Great be, guy, great player. You know, we talk about this with the NFL um, and how you kind of have to have the narrative in order to get in. This is why T.O. Terrell Owens waited three years because they created a narrative why he wasn't one of the best players, even though clearly, objectively, he was one of the best players, but sub- subjectively, he wasn't because quote no team wanted him, whatever that means. Right, I, I'm I'm wondering if it's becoming that way for Major League Baseball too, where if you can't create the narrative, if you can't create the story that yeah. makes it compelling, then you don't you don't put them in. Or if you have an anti-story, and I think that's the other thing, the anti-story is becoming important for Major League Baseball, and and as it pertains mm. to the Hall of Fame, whether that's the obvious one, yeah, dude, you did steroids, or this guy's a jerk to the media. Right, you just or he didn't play hard. He was hurt too much. Whatever, whatever the, the anti story is, I feel like it's 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 becoming more important than the objective evaluation of players in Major League Baseball. And, and, you know, that's a pretty interesting way to frame it. I'll frame it this way too. All right, maybe uh, maybe a little more relatable to those of you who play these games. And mm-hmm. I said it the other day. I'm hooked on these on the show. I'm back <laughs> into. It's been twenty something. I've been playing video games what again. Did, what, where was I? Where did I see this video? Where you're slowing down. The oh, slide. Ricky Henderson, the Boomers. That's the name of my team. The Boomers. <laughs> the Boomers expansion team. I mean, and you've got like thirteen different camera angles. It's sick. But the point being, I play the boom. My team is the Boomers expansion team when I play against my son, and that team has Eckersley. And Sutton, like a bunch of old-timers, right? Thinking about the pitching staff. Uh, Nolan Ryan. And you got Mattingly, Gwynn, Boggs, Rod Carew. I, it, it's loaded. Imagine Scott rolling on that team. No. What the hell's he doing here? Mike Schmidt, Johnny Bench. Man, old-timers. Robin Yount, Ryan Sandberg. These guys, they're, they're, Santa guys don't even play Ozzie Smith. I haven't played Ozzie Smith once. He's the because he can't hit. Yeah, the best defensive shortstop of all time. I haven't played him one inning on my team. So I just load up the sticks. You yeah. know, like point being, I know that the video games aren't the ultimate measurement of the Hall of Fame, 
but certain things seem in place and certain things seem out of place. And you throw Harold Baines on that team, out of place. Mm -hmm. You throw Scott Rowan on that team, out of place. It's just out of place. 877-337-6666. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets have acquired Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's 11.26 on the fan. It's taking it's here to here. And uh, we got until 2. That is Carton Roberts coming up. 877-337-6666. Uh, real quick, so I was messing around. I got this um, this indoor batting tee, like this net. <laughs> I right? saw that. Okay. I saw you showing Greco yesterday. Yes, that I have um, set up in the basement, mm-hmm. you know, for some workouts during the offseason. You know, greasing up the old swing back in the day. And I have come up now. It's a very. I'm speci- sure you set that up for Colt. Right? I did. Right, no, of course ma- I did. Just making sure. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Trying to be I think a, I did. Could have been a contender. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and uh, granted, this is a very specific request. But if there's anybody that has a league uh, for players in their in their late 40s <laughs> that have already had back surgery uh, and elbow surgery and Achilles surgery, and you can have a punch a pinch runner, not just when you hit the ball. But even on defense to go and get the ball to get it retreat, I would like to play in that league. Because <laughs> the swing feels good. The swing feels good. <laughs> Everything else, not yeah, so much. <laughs> exactly. I got a question for you. Did you uh, what did you think was most wrong with the Knicks last night? Not anything specific on the court. No, I mean, Randall was balling. He Five was awesome. Three pointers in the first quarter. No, nope, not that. Eight of eleven. Mm-hmm. Good win. Qu- Quigley played well. Yeah. Even Hartenstein had a big block at the end. Hartenstein. I said it wrong too. I, did. I said it wrong the first two months. I said Hartenstein. It's Hartenstein. It's Stein. Stein. Yeah, it's Hartenstein. Definitely. I actually knew that. I, I know you did. Uh, but he had a big block. Uh-huh. Maybe I mean, you fouled as well, but we just got the block never. there. You, you, complain, you complaining? Not at all. <laughs> exactly. Not at all. What nope. do you complain about? They I'm won complaining about being on they... a four-game slide. No. That's why I said nothing to do with basketball. Uh-oh. Hoff, do you think what my only complaint from the game last night? Well, actually, there's two. One is basketball, but that's almost immaterial because they won. But my my big complaint taken away from the Nick game last night. Mm-hmm. One. Donovan Mitchell nope. taking off his Mets hat? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But there is a baseball connection to my complaint. Just not about the Mets. It's about the Yankees. Oh, I think someone was in the crowd yesterday. Uh huh. Aaron Judge was in the house. So what? What, what did they do for? Did Aaron? you see where they sat him? No. Where did they sit him? Not front row. How the hell is Aaron Judge not sitting front row? Oh, at the garden. People that kiss you over his head. What? <laughs> he what? was in a suite. He said there's too many No, he feet. wasn't in a suite. Where he was, was on, he? He was on the court. Was he? He was uh, like three or four rows back. I, I thought I saw a picture of him in the suite. Because at the Ranger game, he was in a suite. Oh, maybe that's what it he was. was. Yes, he was at the Ranger game day before. Did the Rangers get down for Did the Nick get the moment, the memo that he that he had a big big summer, big big accomplishment this offseason? Yo, this big season. How does he not sit court? They've got this these meaningless models. And these C-level actors who are probably doing lines between the quarters <laughs> or at the half, whatever. People we don't care about. And Aaron Judge is sitting four or five rows back? Mm. Come on. Maybe he is too big. That's probably what he's probably blocking half the audience. Yeah, but yeah, hold but on a second. If he's four or five rows back, he's probably worse. <laughs> it, that's what I'm saying because they go up a little bit the seats. They, so if you're court level... The people behind you, who are slightly uh, elevated, what? have a better chance to see over you. Maybe his legs were too long and they would be 
like on the court if he stretched them out. CC Sabathia sat courtside. I'm just, make, I'm just trying to find an excuse. I'm just trying to be creative here. <laughs> trying to trying to make an excuse for the, for the garden. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't want to make a big deal. Maybe out he of it. purchased them himself and they just weren't available. Oh, he couldn't afford three rows higher. Of course he could. I mean, they weren't available. So, other people have more money. Game? Other people have more money. It's was he on the big screen though? They introduced him, right? Yes, he was. If he was introduced, it's usually then. Giving all the tickets. Yeah, my mm-hmm. boy Jerry Farrar, you got the entourage. Uh, yeah, look, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Chris Rock, they don't, they don't Chris. always do that. Yes, oh, they do. Yeah, yeah they if you're do. getting free, if you're if you ben buy Stiller. if you buy tickets, I think they have to ask you, hey, can we recognize you? If you're getting tickets, like, hey, by the way, that's part of it. It's, oh sure, yeah, we'll yeah, give you yeah, tickets. Yeah, I, I and you. We're gonna highlight. I you. hear you. Matthew Modine, they always run through the guys. So they highlighted. The they highlighted their mistake. Not a big deal. Just let's uh, get Aaron a little closer to the I, action, please. I, I don't disagree. Maybe, maybe you wanted to sit away from the front row. This guy. I'm just saying, maybe you take it away from the game. Always the contrarian. He's a humble half a billionaire. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but they did play pretty well, although it's crazy, I'll tell you. you know, so they're up five, right? They get mm-hmm. the bucket. They go up five. I think it was like 35, 36 seconds to go. Cavaliers call the timeout. They set up a play within three seconds. Now, you might say, well, was it really a foul? Breen said mm. maybe. I thought it was because I thought he got him in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that was. Um, They're not quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> in the hands hear, in the I face. Hear, yeah, I hear you. Uh, Darius Garland took one in the chops. I thought that, I thought he got hit in the face. I thought it was a foul. And they automatically give up the foul. He hits the free throw. You're up two. I mean, he almost lost it. I, I mean, they went from up five with 30-something seconds to go where you should never lose to almost losing the game or having it tied yep. where Mobley had a look and he hit the back rim and uh, obviously the block before that with Hartenstein uh, going up with Spider. But that's a good win. Listen, I wish the Knicks were going to give us something this winter. I think it's going to get really chilly for the Knicks unless they make a trade. Make a move, yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't know what the big trade is. I don't know. You I might, mean, you might trade Top, and you'll probably trade you Reddish. Get, they, but what are you going to bring in? Toppin's not playing. If with Julius Randle, Julius Randle playing the way that he's playing all season long, yep. you're not trading. You're not, you're not giving Toppin minutes over Randle. Doesn't deserve, and him. they're not going to play together. Doesn't deserve. True, not a good fit, and he does not deserve the minutes over Randle. People so, you might as well trade him. so you might as well trade him. I would do that. I wouldn't have drafted him. I like Obi Toppin. He's from here. He's he's. Let's face it, guys. He's he's really not that good. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just trade Julius Randle? How about no. we trade everybody? How about we trade you? Why why not though? Like seriously, Randle's playing the peak right now. We've seen the up and down of Julius Randle. He's playing at a high level. Okay, why but don't you two try out of get... two out of three years, it's a high level. So what's what's the yes? What's we the... saw about what was the years prior to that. Well, he yeah. actually had a really good year with the Pelicans. If, and his PER, not just points, which to me is a very antiquated way. In, in terms of like advanced analytics, he was Are very you good. Really- Selling a little or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Anything with Julius Randle? No, not if he's your number one. Okay. So Clearly. Just, so if you can get something for him, you might as well try. Because you talked about, we talked about all year last year, but how bad be. Julius Randle was would, and how would. awful the contract it is. If you can actually, now he's playing great. If you can get something for him now, this is his peak. Yeah, but hold on. I never said now. I I was absolutely a big, when he gave us the finger, I said, trade. no question. I'm not trying to say I didn't. I said trade him. We all said trade him. But I never said the contract was bad. I always pointed out it's not a terrible contract. He did mm-hmm. not get max value. That needs to be said. Okay, fine. Good. Which he even makes it better. Trade him. Yeah, you well, can get stuff back for him. It's not the worst contract in the world. Get rid of him. Yeah, but uh, uh, half to I hear you, uh, and there's there's a school of thought for that. I, I get that. But to Tiki's point, it's now his third year here, and you know it's full you know full year, and it, he was second team All NBA mm-hmm. last year was awful. This year he's an All Star. He's going to the All Star game. Okay, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's great. The value's going up. Get rid of him. Who do you want to bring in? Anybody else? No, that's not no, the answer. You can't Come say on. anybody else. It's got to be anybody else. It's got to be the Here's the thing: what superstars changing this team right now? There's no one that's coming, but you have to make way, make opportunity for it. So trade him. Get whether it's picks, whether it's other players that the oh, picks. Role they already players. got twenty picks. That's good. All, get that's more. That's what Rose does. Get Leon more. Rose get picks. Get more and try to get role players right now to build around Brunson, who clearly is a good player. Uh, you're not going to Brunson. You won, you're not winning, and I love no, Brunson. No, you're not winning with Brunson, but you're not winning with Brunson and Randall either. And that now, 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 Hoff is a huge hockey guy. I am going to submit to you that you're not watching the Knicks every night this year. Oh, no, I'm saying. not. Okay. But I went to them. I watched them get blown out last week. I got you. I'm not they saying you're really, not really bad them. games. I'm not saying you're never watching them. You're a big hockey guy. We get that. Um, Randall, the Randall Brunson union is is so much better for Randall. Doesn't have to dribble the ball. Yeah. His mistakes come when he monopolizes and pounds the ball. Randall catches, and now there's still moments, fourth quarter, he's not always clutch. I actually, but I'm does really that. impressed by Julius Randall. He did this that year. with Toronto. He got to let himself get sucked into the vortex of just standing around, letting people come double him. What do you have? How many turnovers did he have against Toronto? 
I mean, it was. It was it oh, was, that game was atrocious, it was ugly. man. Uh, Toronto owns the Knicks, but he fixed it. He did. Yeah, and and been a very when good he player. got when he got doubled against Cleveland, he always found an outlet. I mean, at least nine, maybe twelve points came off him allowing the double to come and getting the ball out to somebody else. So look, he's involved. Yes, the game is different. He has. I so, agree with and you. unless you're bringing in a super superstar, yep, you, you can't move him right now. I agree with you. There's plenty of names out there that you could throw under teaming teams that that make some sense, but it'd be hard. You train for Zach Levine. I like Zach Levine. Zach Levine's not going to elevate. I'm just, I'm just throwing names. I'm out. just no. looking for guys. Here's what you do: unless John Morant, Devin Booker. Right? Yeah, exactly. In a year, John Morant says, "I don't want to play here anymore," which I don't know why he'd say that. They got a good thing going, yeah, but if that ever happened, they're, they're the second best team in the West. You give him Randall and four or five first round picks. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trade. There's, there's nobody that's good. That and that's why the Knicks are in this weird space. It's like, all right. We all know they're not nearly good enough to do anything, yeah. but they're not nearly bad enough to ignore. You know, like, you, you know, you, you <laughs> they've been bad at home, but they, they're competitive. They're very competitive. So it's, a, it's an odd place to be in, um, which is why I think a lot of us have, have had some criticism with Leon Rose. Aside yeah. from the fact he doesn't talk to us and tell us what his plan is, and he just collects first-round assets seemingly – to stash and store for the next century, um, <laughs> the Knicks are you know they're in the worst spot to be in the NBA. Yeah, Ain't winning anything, and they're not going to be in top three in the, in the lottery. They're just not. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Carl Banks will join us next. Now I might have to sit this one out a little bit because Hoff, think about this. So on Monday, Tiki came on the air, laid out a very compelling argument that the Giants were not ready to play because they hadn't felt the intensity of Philly because their starters didn't play in the second matchup. Now, Carl Banks and Tiki both had different opinions in real time about whether or not they should and or would play going into that game. So I might have to just stir the pot and, uh, you know, let's see what happens here. A little offense versus defense. A little Oklahoma drill. Tiki versus Banks. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's uh, 11.44. It's the fan. It's Tiki and Tierney here. And it's time for the old Carl Banks report with our buddy Carl, two-time Super Bowl champ and uh, part of the broadcast crew for the Giants here on the fan. And the chat with Carl brought to you by Bud Light for the Giants fans on game day. Enjoy responsibly by Foxwoods Resort Casino. It's the wonder of it all. By your local Kia dealers, visit Kia.com to discover movements that inspire. And by Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. I mean, listen, Carl, there's really no need to necessarily regurgitate the the actual, you know, game stuff from Saturday. It, it, it was an ass-kicking. We all know that. But yes. it, it, it does not for me, nor should it for any, although, of course, you're entitled to your opinion, invalidate the success that the Giants had this year. But what it does do is remind Shane Dable, ownership, that they're still miles from being a championship team. Where do you stand on unpacking everything for us? I agree with that 100%. I thought you were going to stir it up for uh, me and Tiki, oh, but I, am. I think somewhere <laughs> in between somewhere in between our two opinions was the truth uh, about Sunday. But um yeah, I think what you saw was the benchmark in the Philadelphia Eagles. And I said it uh prior to the game that it was the Eagles game to lose. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they came to play. And that was just the reality of it. They were a better football team, more talented. They're ridiculously, disgustingly talented, the Philadelphia Eagles are. And the Giants found out just where they were. Like, there are some things that we can talk about um, in terms of, of how the Giants played the game, but they were just better. Like, yeah. Philadelphia was better. And this is when you walk into your locker room, you know, those who gave 100% effort knew that it wasn't good enough, that they didn't have a good enough team. And so um, it would have taken a lot. I, look, there was, a, there was a drop by Richie James, right? And I'm on the radio about to say something. And then I just I just shook my head and I said to Bob, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. Because it's Richie James. You know, cons- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Considering like, so why are we going to lose our mind over this? This, yeah. this is, this is what it is. And, and so <clears throat> I think Dable and Shane, they know this people are saying, well, maybe, you know, they got there too fast and it could set the program back. No winning in the playoffs are always good for your culture. Yeah. You, um, and, and by the way, Carl, we can't forget that the Philadelphia Eagles sat around for a week and a half, basically more, preparing for whoever was coming to them. Right? They had a bye. Yeah. That's the benefit and the yeah. beauty of a bye. You're first of all, you're rested, but then, but then once you know you're you're ahead of the game and prepping for whoever sure. you, for whoever you have to play. So that's one thing. But you know, the thing I, I want to glean from you, Carl, because you were there, like you saw it, you felt it. Did it feel like the team was flat? Because it, 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 to me, it felt like it was. And this is kind of going to the conversation that PT was going to rile us up against each other on about the yeah. energy the energy and feel. You know it, Carl. You played down there. It's, so, it's, it's hell, right? Did they feel well, like not rising to the occasion of the environment that they were in? Well, no. To the, well, so put it this way, Tiki. If you are in an F1 race <laughs> with a Camaro, everything, you look slow because you are. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's a good analogy, Carl. That's a good one. I I just, I I think they, they were who they were and the Eagles were at their best. Yeah. And, um, from a talent standpoint, there were, you know, the, the giants had a chance if they could sucker punch him and the Eagles knew that and they came out ready to go. Yeah. Simple as that. So, um, could they have done, could the giants have done some things better? Yeah, Yeah. Like, uh, they tackled like crap. Oh, let's be honest. All, that was all. That was really um, disappointing. And the most, I think, the most disappointed I've been in a group of of, and, and this is in one particular area with the defensive backs because I think they're well coached and they play hard. But I, I, I never imagined that they would allow themselves to be blocked by the receivers mm. every single time. And I'm like. I know the Eagles focus on the little things, but I never knew have known any of those guys to be killer blockers yeah. in the run game. And they just latched on to giant defenders and, and the Giants could not get off of it. And that was the disappointing part of it. Um, but other than that, I entered, you know, the game looking at a Camaro at a, on an F1 racetrack. Yeah, and Carl, you, what I saw. And you you said this almost every week that we've had you on. The Giants sometimes defensively will give up some plays, but they'll tackle. They didn't tackle, and that's that's ultimately they the difference. They did not tackle. So we we can yep. put we can put the post modem to bed. The autopsy's done. It's buried. It's over. Yep. But as we look forward to next season, I mean, it's you got to start with the offensive line. 
and then you maybe start looking at the secondary for it, even if it's just depth purposes, but certainly another you know elite-type starter. Where are the biggest needs in your mind for this Giants team to start to close that gap, as Joe Sane said, on the talent? Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go under the premise that that um, Daniel Jones is back. Yeah. So the first thing you do is fortify the offensive line. The next thing you do is to get better receivers, even yeah, good, though good you match. have some guys that are on the roster uh, that could contribute. You still got to get a number one receiver, and then you've got like those are your two priorities: offensive line and weapons for Daniel Jones. And then the second tier of that, but not to be discounted, are quality defensive players. Mm -hmm. You've got to get another quality cornerback, and you've got to upgrade the linebackers. Look, Wink Martindale, what he did this year, that's why I call him the wizard, because he he was able to do some things that most defensive coordinators would be like, you know what, screw this, I don't have any talent. (laughs) Give him a little – he deserves better than he coached this year, and that's no – no disrespect to the players who gave 100%, but they got to continue to build on that defense as well. All right, so we're talking to Carl Banks, of course, Carl, two-time Super Bowl champ, analyst for the Giants radio here on The Fan. Carl, I want to throw something at you that I threw out to start the show now, and it's, uh, it's, it's not a real common thought, but I think there might be two ways to address this. Okay, now, I do think that Jones is back. I do think Jones has earned the right to come back. No question, he played very well this year. Saturday side, everybody played poorly. However... When you look at the Eagles and how they're structured, when you look at the Bengals, uh, they have their quarterback still on the first on the first um, the first rookie deal. And Brandon Bean, who as you know is the GM for the Bills, talked about this. He said, "Listen, guys, they have a distinct advantage building their roster because they've got the finances much more in order, which allows them to address the roster deeper." I know, I know that the Giants are going to try to make this work with Jones, but I want to know from you if you think it's completely irresponsible to come up with a possibility. If Shane and Dable see somebody in the draft that might be a round two pick, might be a late round one pick, and you say, you know what, we can coach this kid up, and he can do 80% of what Jones did last year for $900,000. Why is that not an option for this team? (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck, because there are about 15 teams right now that don't have Daniel Jones that – if they would, if they were to bet their jobs on something in the second round, uh, they'd be fired. Like Daniel Jones would be at the top of everyone's list. You're, you're the one thing you have in place right now is a quarterback. Yeah, not eighty percent of what he can do. You've got a quarterback now. You build that. Either if you start this process of exchanging quarterbacks for the next thing that you think that might be good. Yeah. You're Cleveland for 10 years. Not if you identify the guy. No, but Carl, not if you identify the guy and coach him up. Listen, picking players is not an exact science. It's proven every year. Mm -hmm. And and this is not a, this is not a a, a jet thing, but they just missed on two top. Well, I don't know whatever Wilson's going to be, but they missed on one. They have another one that they're unsure of. They're coaching him up by the way. So you don't know until you know, and they know what they have here. And if a guy is down in the second round somewhere, I'm not taking my chances there. And I, I, got I knew Jones. that you'd say, and I got you. I knew that you'd say that. I guess my concern for the Giants, right? There was an element of I won't use the word luck, fortune. 
and the Giants finishing where they finished record-wise this year, okay? I think it's unfair to say, luck. that's not cool. little fortunate, a little circumstantial. There's a chance the Giants take a a step back next year, just like there's a chance anybody does, to be fair. Record-wise. Record-wise, that's what I mean. So you're going to tell me, I'm not saying that you can't do this, but I need to lay this out more thoroughly. You're going to tell me that you're going to pay Daniel Jones $35 or $38 million, whatever whatever the number is. You're going to pay Saquon $12 or $13, whatever the number is. You're going to pay a wide receiver $25 million, which is what everybody's saying, and which is what they have to do. You're going to fix an offensive line and a quarterback situation and be good to go financially? I don't, I don't know that you are. Well, well, there are a few things that we don't know. We don't know how Joe Shane's going to manage the finances. We know that he fielded a team, a playoff team, whether it's good fortune or not, they created that um, with no money. Right? So I, I, I'm going to trust the fact that they'll manage the finances and manage the personnel effectively without having to you know, go pie in the sky for everything. The one player you have to pay is the quarterback. And that number will only go up from year to year um, with this TV money. So don't get sticker shock when you see what he makes. Yep. He's not going to make 50. No. Yeah. What's um, he going to make? I mean, he's going to make 40? He's not worth $40 million a year. I don't think. I don't 40? Think, no. I, I mean, it's not. It's, yeah. It, but a, it matters with a salary well, cap, it does guys. matter, but the cap is going to explode. It's, it's truly going to explode in a couple of years. So there's a way to put the, yeah. put his number out two years or three yeah. years when it when it really will feel less significant. I mean, I, I, that's a nuance of the Giants offseason, and, and it's interesting Correct. how Joe Shane's going to manage this. But we started our show, Carl, talking, you know, Pat and Dable on the back. He's one of the finalists for Coach of the mm-hmm. Years, and Saquon Barkley had the year that he had, and Wink, and everybody everybody had their did their job to get the Giants where they are. But now the f- spotlight has to be on Joe Shane because now the sure. the hard work really starts for him because this team is clearly not good enough to compete even in division forget the best teams in sure. the NFL in the division sure. he's got the hardest job going forward i think everybody agrees with that yeah without without a doubt tiki and i think those are the problems he'd love to have of course because yeah. the one thing that they did fix and the reason they had the good fortune of playing in the playoffs and winning a game is because they fixed the culture first. Yes. Now they can bring players in and they have evangelists for uh, the Dable way. You know, uh, they they have guys that will sing the praises of of Brian Dable and how this, this organization works. If they were a bad dysfunctional team as they were when uh, Shane and Dable got there, it would have they would have a hard time getting quality free agents. They fixed the culture first, and that's why the, the the good fortune of making and winning a playoff game will only propel them a step forward. And I think they look forward to the challenge of getting better players. All right, man. Certainly, the uh, the foundation's been established. It's been uh, a bit of fun season. A lot of ways, uh, certainly a season of accomplishment. We might disagree a little bit on maybe building this thing out, but it's all good. Uh, good chat, my man. Two-time champ. That's Carl Banks. Thank you, Carl. Appreciate it, buddy. Appreciate you, Carl. Thank you, guys. Be good, Thank man. Thank you. Yeah, you know what's all interesting? Right. I know we got a break here. Like Carl talked about when I presented my my possible plan B. Mm-hmm. Although maybe plan A, but really more so plan B. He said, and he's right. It's a crapshoot trying to evaluate these young quarterbacks. Tell you what else is a crapshoot. Paying good quarterbacks elite money. 
Derek Carr, elite money. Raiders stink. Mm-hmm. Going to trade him. Yeah. Paying Kirk Cousins. But is that Derek oh, Carr's fault? Well, I don't know. But I'm just giving. Paying Kirk Cousins elite money. Vikings are going nowhere. They stink yeah. in the grand scheme. They're yeah. going backwards. But they did win 13 games. I understand that. They got them, and they got bounced by a team that won nine games last year and got trumped and smashed on Saturday. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is. There could be multiple opinions on this. And I certainly True. respect your, yours and Carl's. True. I'm just not married to anything right now with the Giants. Well, I and mean, I would hope that the Giants would have an open mind as well. I think Minnesota's issue had nothing to do with our offense. Because they could score 35 points any game. They, the defense was terrible. They had a they had a, was a bunch of makeshift guys or older guys. Yeah. And, you know, it, the, circ, the, the situations and the circumstances matter. I think sometimes we boil it down to cliff notes. And that doesn't tr- truly tell the story. Yeah, I got you, but I'll tell you this. Uh, now, the Vikings would have been waxed by the Eagles. Let's say the Vi- Vikings found a way to beat the Giants. They're not beating the Eagles no matter what. It's but probably a closer game. It pro- oh, it's definitely closer, but if they have a true superstar rather than a B-level quarterback, which is what they have, I'll tell you what, they scored that last drive against the Giants. They certainly don't throw it five yards shorter. Mm-hmm. And don't tell me schematically nobody was open. There actually was a guy open. You got I mean, they're going to get a first down, they're going to score, and they're going to beat that Giants defense. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is not. Kurt, Kurt's a robot. I told you this Well, that's what week. I'm saying. He made the only throw that was available to him because Dexter Lawrence was going to eat his lunch. But he's not paid like a robot. It, That's the point. Uh, yeah, but he's but he is a starting quarterback in the league, and he's been one for years now. So he's going to get paid what he's going to get paid. It's right. a, I, I hear you. It sucks. You know what I mean? It's, it's tricky. It, by the way, BT, I've been saying this for years. I hate this about the quarterback market. I hate it. How just because you're a starter, you deserve to make more money than most families will make. In they're, I'm not just talking mom, dad, but yeah. mom, dad, family kid, trees. Like for the next twenty years. Yep. So it's just, it's just how quarterbacks are in the league. All right. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney here on The Fan. We're going all in. Coming up next, bogus update right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.